awesome baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. Bonjour. Bonjour. I'm Abigail. Oui, oui. Abigail. 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 Hello. Merci beaucoup. What does that mean? Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, baddies. Welcome back. It feels like an eternity since we've last been in the studio. But like... Yeah. It kind of has been. It has. It's been over a week. That's what happens when we're just jet setting. I love how we're just like, but like, yeah, like I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Peter, do you want to join us this week on the podcast? Do you want to be like a third I'm sure. member? Shannon okay. left her brain in Paris. In Paris. Well, no, we did. We missed you guys. We recorded last Monday before the trip. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever we do that, it feels like it's been... Weeks. So long. Weeks. I wish that we were on video right now because your dress is so cute. I keep admiring it. Oh my God. I need to get it. You got it from Abercrombie, right? I sure did. I feel like they have the cutest clothes. They have this exact dress in like multiple, multiple fonts. (laughs) Fonts? Colors, patterns, the et cetera's. We were with two of our friends who are actually getting married this weekend. So fun. Who's we? Me and Michael, sorry. I'm like losing my mind. I was like, where were we? Yeah. (laughs) Michael and I were at a Theta Chi alumni boat cruise. Oh, we're going way back. For his frat. This is a few weeks ago. Anyways, my best friend Nikki, her fiance, and I guess when the pod drops, husband, Nick, he was like, had a cute fit on. I was like, Nick, where'd you get the fit? He's like, Abercrombie. I... I've known about the Abercrombie like w- female craze for a while, but but the male craze, I didn't know how good it was for men. So Michael and I went there because he was like, "I want to get close for Paris. I want to get close for the fall." We got this boy like a brand new wardrobe from Abercrombie, and everything was so cute. Peter, um, do you shop at Abercrombie? I don't. I feel like they're only at malls, right? They have one on Newbury. Faneuil Hall, Faneuil Hall, right up the street. And Newbury, oh. they just mm-hmm. opened. It's up. so dangerous. I literally work across from it. Dangerous, that girl is so dangerous. All right. Well, I'm glad the boys can, you know, reap the benefits because Abercrombie is is slapping. Lately. There are some things that are just for the girls, though, like the Summer Fridays lip balm that we both <laughs> like. I just feel like you and I, we sit down and we both pulled out our Summer Fridays lip butter balm, put it on at the same time, like turned to the side and realized we were both doing the same thing. And I was like, I feel like this is the girly uniform. Every girly bopping, whipping, and naining around the seaport has the Summer Fridays lip balm or butter balm. I, I'll die on this hill. Things are basic for a reason, and that's yeah. because they're just Because they work. They, they work. They're good. They're fun. They're flirty. It's just like how every rumor has a, a hint of truth. Yes. You know, it's same yes. exact thing applies. Exactly. Somehow. How are you? How are we? Are you happy? How are us? How, <laughs> how goes us? Um, it goes... It goes. I was in the Cape while you were gallivanting across France. You're down the Cape. On the Do Cape, in that? the Cape. I don't know. I feel like That's like a like, very good question. I don't know. So people listening who aren't from Massachusetts might not get this, but people from Mass, and I mean like from Mass. Like I live in Boston. I'm not from Mass. I didn't grow up here. Same. So when I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the Cape for the weekend. People who like live in Massachusetts, like they born and raised North Shore, South Shore, whatever it is. They're like, oh, I went down the Cape. I went down the Cape. I'm going. Down no, the Cape. I don't say that. Now that you're I, saying right? it, I don't. But like every like Michael says down the Cape. Does does mystery man say that? He no, really? I would correct okay. him immediately. I feel like that's just like a thing. And I'm like, I missed whatever boat that was. And like, I can't make myself say it, even though it sounds cool. Like, I actually think I say I'm in the Cape. I don't say I'm on the Cape because why would you say on the Cape when it's not like you're leaving to go to like it's an like a, island? It's like a 45 minute drive. <laughs> People are like, we it's, act like it's a different place. It's literally it's not like, an island. So how can you be on it? Like you're already on the premise. You're just like far away, you know? It's like our Hamptons. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So how was it? It was great. It was the last hoorah of summer. I know summer's not over for like two more weeks, but like in my mind, it's it's over. The pumpkin pumpkin spice latte (laughs) has been had. September is in full force. It might be 95 degrees out, but it is fall. But it is in fact fall. No, it was good. I was really hesitant on going. I 
really wanted to be lazy and just stay in the city and not do anything because I was just tired from going to the Cape the prior weekend right. and going to Wyoming. I was like, I just want to do nothing. But then I was like, no, you know what? I have the rest of the fall to do nothing. And that's what I plan on doing. Oh. Except I have to go back to the Cape for my cousin's wedding. But that's another story. <laughs> oh, okay. But it was really good. Um, only highlight I'll highlight is we went to Arnold's, which is a restaurant that I grew up going to my entire life. I don't know why we stopped going. Like my cousins, they've been in the past maybe five years, but I haven't been in like a decade. And it was just really nice that my entire mom's side of the family, we all went and it was the first time that I've gone without my Nana. So that was super sad, but it was really nostalgic. And is that where you got the, um, like lobster roll thing that you posted? Fish and chips, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. It was it was perfect timing because today's my nana's birthday, so it was just like, what better than like three days before her birthday for like our entire family to get together and just be together. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was good. That That makes me happy. It was was a good time. You had a good time. Thank you. To your fall point, like I'm in I'm in like the stage of like getting pissed off that it's (gasps) not that it's not warmer that it's not colder out. No, I, I know I shouldn't be like that. I mean, if it was like 70, I'd be okay, but it's 89, 93 degrees. It's September. I'm like, I don't want this. I know this I sounds super live- vain, but like the, the fall wardrobe is like screaming my yes. name. Like I've been curating it. I've been working on it. I already switched out my summer clothes. Like it is there every morning. Just and I'm staring like, at I you. Can't- yes. It's like so close, but like, I can't be wearing like a. A you sweater. know, sweater with like boots. I mean, you could work. at the rate of these office ACs, like you pretty much. Could. That is true. I'm sitting. It is like honestly, they for, do it I, to I, keep I know, you awake. I know first world problems, but like truly, <laughs> it is like trying to figure. You you have to like layer up in the summer because you walk to the office, you're sweating your ass off. You sit mm-hmm. down in the office, you're shivering. It's like, what do you do? I just leave a couple cardigans at my desk in my little cubby thing. Couple cardies. Couple caddies. caddies. How is Paris though? Like I haven't talked to you um, purposely. I wanted to hear about it. When you do that, (laughs) we've been talking, but I guess in group chats, in group chats, making plans. Yeah. It was so good. Like truly, I don't know. It was just so good. Um, The goodest good. Yes. The goodest good there ever was. It was just like, I don't know. I went to Paris when I was younger with my family, which was so much fun, but I was like a child, right? So we did a lot of the same things that we did when I was younger. And it was just like very nostalgic to look back on and just like good memories. Like we went to this place called like place called Mont Mart, which is if you go to Paris, you have to go. It's like twenty minute like Uber taxi away. Is that a from, restaurant or a town? It's like an area of okay. the city and it's like this big hill. There are like all these really great restaurants. It kind of has like a South of France vibe to it. Like you almost mm. feel like you're on vacation, but obviously you're not actually on the water. And there's like this area where it's like all the artists and they like they do like portraits and drawings and paintings. And there's so many of them and people are getting their portraits done. It's very, very famous. And when my sister and I were young, my parents had our like portraits done and they're still hanging like in our living room today. So it was just like nice going back there. It was like very Aww. nostalgic. But anyways... It was just, it was perfect because the last time Michael and I went to Europe together, we went to Barcelona and it was very much like you're going out, you know, you're going to a club. We ended up getting robbed. Like it was just, it was fun, but it was a trip. And this time, like I was very much like, I want this to be like a nice trip. Like I want to go to like a nice dinner, go to like get cocktails after rooftop bar like inside by midnight cruise that looked so cute yeah that was definitely a highlight there was like this i have to find the name of the company i can like post about it for you guys but if anyone goes to paris there's a bunch of different like cruises you can do down the river but this one specifically was like a five course like dinner Mm -hmm. and it's like the boat it's like all glass basically so and they they go down you see all the sights and then they time it so that you're going by the Eiffel Tower, like at 10 p.m. while like it starts sparkling. Mm. And I remember like seeing that and I literally just like started crying. It was so weird because I had seen the Eiffel Tower like before that on the trip, but just it was so close. And I think I was just like, wow, like I'm just like so thankful to be here. You know, like just being present in the moment. I was like, this is like, just makes me so happy. Like just the fact that I've been wanting to do this trip for so many years during COVID. Like it was, you know, for a while, it's like, will we ever get to go? to Europe or like travel ever again. And it's like, here I am doing this thing I 
love with like the person that I love and it was great but like it was very funny because all of Michael's friends were texting him being like do you have something to tell us I think everyone thought we were gonna get engaged oh yeah I got I I got a text when I I, you got a text yeah when I showed up to um work yesterday like a bunch of my coworkers were like what happened like I was like oh I had a great time and they're like is that that's it I'm like yeah that's it I didn't well, think, like you wouldn't wear that ring to right. To work. I just wouldn't yeah, wear okay. it. I could actually see myself like keeping it a secret. There was no a piece knows. of me that was like she would do that, but I was like, no, no, I don't know. It, you know what? Because Michael literally asked me. He was getting so many texts about it. He was like, "Did you expect me to propose to you?" And I was like, "No, I really truly didn't." For a few reasons. First off, my spray tan was so, it still is so <laughs> bad. And I was like, oh my gosh, you couldn't put a ring on this. It's so, it's so tacky. But I guess he wouldn't it's have thought of that though. But then the main reason is because Family. this is a trip that like I wanted oh. to do. Right. It was your idea. I was like, hey, I really want to go to Paris for Labor Day. And not in like a mean way. I was just like, I love for you to come. But if you don't want to, like no pressure at all. Like I'll invite like a friend or honestly, I'll rip a solo. I just really wanted to go. And he was like, no, 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 like, I'll come. So I think in my mind, I'm like, I don't think he would propose to me on a trip that I was like, oh, like I want to do this. Like, let right. me know if you want to come, et cetera. But I could totally That is see. a good time to like sneak attack. That's, that, was, that was the only time that I was in my head where I was like, but maybe he thought that I would think that way. And it'd be like so unsuspecting that maybe he will do it. <laughs> but then I was like, no, I just. I, he doesn't know that I know. Yeah. That he knows. He doesn't know. He knows. It would that be a surprise. I know that he knows. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know, but we shall see. And then he said, he was like, I almost felt bad. He was like, I didn't want you to feel like legally do you want? I was like, no, like I don't, I don't think that at all. So we're good. Life is good. Happy to be back. And I think it's nice. Cause like, you know, when you get back from vacation, you have like the post vacation anxiety and like depression. Yeah. I was honestly like on the plane ride home and I'm like, wow, I loved Paris. I could have stayed for another month and been happy, but like there really is something so special about the fall in Boston. And I was like, I'm excited to like see my friends. I so, love that. It's good. Life is good. We have dinner tomorrow. We sure That's do. It's going to be fun. My best friend Liv from London is like in for the week because we're going to our friend's wedding. And I'm so excited Where's for the, the two of you guys to meet. It's going to be very I know. Fun. I'm excited. It's like, you know, when you have like two, f- two worlds that like, you're so close with them both, but they've never met each other. And you're like, your two worlds are colliding. I hope worlds. I don't disappoint. Hey, you'll, you'll, I gotta be on my best behavior. I want, Gail I, will be I, nowhere in sight. Wait, I was gonna say, I wanted some Gail. Oh, you want Gail? Okay. A little bit of, no, I'll but fun Gail, fun Gail. <gasps> there's not a fun Gail? There's, there's like frisky Gail. <laughs> I want fun Gail. I want I'll Gail. See what I can do. I want the Gail that's not scared of like the forks. Oh, well, I can't <laughs> promise that. I mean, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, I mean, a wooden spoon. Okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. All right. The other night, um, Mr. Man put on Netflix and he was like, oh, do you want to watch this show? And I was like, no, not really. I was like, oh. but you can put it on. Like, I'll just read Reddit or something. Like, you oh put it on. Oh my gosh, you and the Reddit. <laughs> and so he put it on and I was like listening in the background, you know, as a girl does, like it's football or okay. something. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. My interest is peaked. Oh. I was like, what is this? So he put on... Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, I'm like, oh, you were right. Um, <laughs> Painkiller. Have you heard of it or seen no. of it on Netflix? I know you actually you probably went because you were in Paris. Well, but, also, like, I'm the same as you. Like, Michael will put on TV and I sit there, like, on my phone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quality time, you know? <laughs> it's quality time where we're completely not engaging with each other even remotely. I wouldn't want it any other way. I'm, like, texting him <laughs> while he's next to me on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, hey, can you get me water? Because <laughs> I can't form words. No, I feel I just like I get out get of work up. and I just have no brain cells. I can't uh. even like talk. Anyways, go on. Um, so I just wanted to share with the baddies that it's a really good show because I oh. didn't want it to be good because I was like, this is a show about opioids. Like, how good can this be? Yeah. But it's actually really good so it's based on real events it's educational but it's also entertaining so i thought when he was like oh it's about like the opioid crisis in the u.s like back in the like 90s or whatever in the and 90s I was like, well so this so what the show's about it's oxycontin which is basically heroin yeah in pill form um and basically it's the origin of the opioid crisis, but seen through the eyes of perpetrators, victims, and like truth seekers. So everything that's happening in this show, like happened in real life, like 
20, okay. 30 years ago. Right. But they do it in a way that it's like you feel like it's just like a normal TV show, which it is. Oh, okay. but it's based so on real events. It is not like a documentary. No, it is not like at all. A, it is a actual like you feel like you're watching a TV yeah. show. But like there's real. characters, okay. but these people just happen to be real in real life. And it's really good. And I I didn't know, like, I feel like, you know, but you don't know until you actually educate yourself. Oh. And it was it's, it has tints of sadness because I don't know. If I you guess guys, there being big tints of sadness. Yeah. Big. T- yeah. Big, huge tints. Yeah. You're right. Um, but it's not like you're like crying. Okay. But it's just like if you think about it, it's actually really dark and like really sad because right. I don't know. about I don't know about you, but like Oxycontin, it was introduced in 1996 and then by 2000, sales grew to $1.1 billion. Wow. Look at me learning stuff. Wow. You did a really good job of like, explaining this show. Did I? Yeah. Wow, thank I'm you. I'm impressed. Like, it makes me, like, literally hate the freaking saleswomen. They literally market them as, like, these two blonde girls that drive, like, Porsches and Lamborghinis, have really nice apartments. Ugh. But they're literally selling these drugs and, like, ruining people's lives. And it's just like, ugh. you just see like how aggressive it was marketed and promoted. And it's really? just like, yeah. And really Oxycontin, like specifically. Yeah. Not like Vicodin no. or any of the others. Okay. So basically, like these girls were going around to doctor's offices trying to convince doctors to start um, prescribing their patients Oxycontin. Really? Yeah. I'm going to watch that. It's, re- it's really good. It's really sad though, but it's really good. It's interesting um, to know where it comes from. Also, like, the whole pharmaceutical thing, I mean, like, not to go down like the rabbit hole because I have so many thoughts about mm-hmm. all of this, whatever. Anyways, I think that like if you pay attention to the amount of commercials, I mean, a lot of us watch Netflix, but let's say yeah. you're watching regular cable. Almost every commercial is an ad for pharmaceuticals. It is yes. literally crazy. And then they always try to like. Or a lawsuit saying, if you've taken XYZ, yep. you're entitled to compensation. It yeah, is it's so, if, like, if you, like, pay attention, like, not tune out the com- commercials and you're just truly, like, let's say, I know, like, NFL is starting. Michael asked me to bring that up on the podcast. So here you go, Michael. The <laughs> NFL, or NFL, NFL season is officially starting. Wait, you want to know what's so sad? No one asked me to do a draft this year. Yeah. And I'm not, sad about it. Okay. I no, usually no do do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you would just do auto draft and then never touch the app again. Yeah, I think Michael did, <laughs> did that time. But um, so but like when you watch a football game, like every other commercial, if it's not for like food or Arby's or something, <laughs> it is for drugs, like prescription yeah. medication. And sometimes it freaks me out because the way that they talk, they're like convincing you that you have something. It feels like they're like, yeah, like my like I had to do this for like my this my that my this my it's like it's like owning this it's like this is part of who I am like my um like whatever they like give you whatever it's fibromyalgia like rheumatoid arthritis um depression anxiety like whatever it is they keep repeating it like over and over and over again and by the end of the commercial you're like do I need that (laughs) it is so crazy like I didn't notice it for the longest time but then when I started to, I was like, dang, it's it's like There's all psychology like a, behind it. So about much. These ads. It's literally crazy. And I don't want to compare apples to oranges, but like this show got me thinking. And this is just like because it's relevant today in today's world. But like Ozempic, I was like back then, like doctors, well, ma- most doctors knew, but like patients didn't know what they were taking. Like they mm-hmm. didn't know how addictive and how dangerous Oxycontin is. And now I can only think is like. What about all the people taking Ozempic? Like, is this going to be like in 30 years a a Netflix show about Ozempic? Like, I hope not. I know. Well, it's weird because someone, I saw some like one of those like Botox bunny like type people Mm -hmm. who said like, oh, Ozempic's actually been around for a very long time, just in a different form. There are studies behind it. But I'm like, I don't know if that's true because I really have only ever heard of it over the past like year or two. Yeah, I, and I feel I like we just no don't, idea, we but... truly just don't know what the long term <clears throat> side effects are. No, we don't. Just crazy. However, like low key, a little like, okay, hear me out. You go on Ozempic for the six months before your wedding, like just bite the bullet. <laughs> what happened to good old Adderall? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Which I know. is like, isn't that like a smidge away from like crack? Like, yeah, like little methamphetamine or meth. I, don't, I think it's all I don't know pretty the bad. It's all pretty, it's bad. All pretty bad. I don't think any of it's great. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Alas, while we we're gone, Jimmy Buffett died. 
R.I.P. A legend, another legend gone. Really sad, but this is a yeah, PSA. Yeah, that was really sad right after Bob Barker. Really sad, really sad. PSA baddies, wear your freaking sunscreen. Oh. Because he died of not melanoma, another skin cancer. I don't know how to pronounce it. That is really- Allegedly. Really sad. It's so sad. Oh, that breaks my heart. I know. Like pretty young too. Yeah, like 76. Yeah. But all men die before women, mm-hmm. which is- I don't love that. Yeah. Because I don't want to like be 80 and alone. That's why you have to have kids. And cats. And, and cats, yeah. <laughs> to keep you company. Oh my gosh. Any who's on to more sad news. Joe Jonas filed for divorce. No, I literally couldn't handle this one. When I found this out the other day, I was just like, no. Broken. I was broken. Oh. I thought that it's they just really... another Hollywood no, but couple like, down. There's like a few of them that I'm like, oh no, I actually like this one. Hurts. I think, I think that they could really be something. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know these people. Okay, well, but like they just had this relationship that I really felt like they were genuinely like friends and like loved each other, and it was like sweet. Deep down, I knew that he was married, but like I had no idea who Sophie Turner was. I know she's From the Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. I did my research. I understand Game. I didn't watch Game of Thrones though. Ugh. Was she a nobody before then? I don't know. I, I have no idea, but apparently before. they have two one, daughters. I mean, she was so young when the, the show started, so I couldn't imagine. Yeah, she she's was only anything. 27. Yeah, so she was like a, I don't know how young she was, but she was very young when the show first started. Yeah. Like she's supposed to be very young. she's been like a day one Game of Thrones girl all to the yeah. end, right? Yeah, from Spoiler. the very, very beginning. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just, they were always like so cute and like quirky. They had like their silly TikToks. They kind of reminded me of a, you know, Blake, um, lively and Ryan Reynolds like type couple like kind Aww. of fun flirty with each other like you really felt like they were in love and like the day before I found out about this I was watching a like, TikTok of him like talking about his favorite places in London he was like Sophie loves she's going from the here UK, right? yeah he's, she loves going here blah 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 all this stuff and then literally the next day it's like divorce and I'm like why I just don't know why so I guess there's a lot of speculation on why they ended and I just want to preface they began dating in 2016 yeah they eloped in Vegas fun fact in May of 2019 after two years which of I thought was engaged. so cute so fun that's when you know when you're like are just down to elope like that's when you yeah. know that shit's real um but it sounds like they've been kind of on the rocks I, allegedly they haven't been living together for what like they've been living completely separate lives for the oh. past few months like it sounds how like celebrities this, manage to like get away with this without us noticing, considering how much paparazzi is out there. I don't know. That's a good point, and it's confusing though because like there was rumors that they divorced like before the long weekend, and then over the weekend he had a show and she was there like in support, and then after the weekend it's now final that they did file for divorce. So it's a very confusing <sighs> situation. But one thing I did see was that. Um, a source close to Sophie, and we could we need to take this with a grain of salt because until it comes out of Sophie's mouth, it is alleged. We we don't know, but um, she's feeling um, like what do you want to say? Buyer's remorse for settling down so soon, like oh. getting married and having kids so young. She has two kids right now, two daughters. I don't know their ages, but yeah. Um, I mean, they got married in 2019, so I'm sure in the past five years. Yeah. Can't be that much older. Um, but so she's been partying a lot recently. And really? like that could be a reason why Joe kind of got fed up with it. Maybe. I, I don't know. But another alleged fact, there was ring camera footage that Joe saw that either she said or did something that was caught on the ring camera. That was the final straw for him. Wow. So a lot of... Um, speculations going on interesting i feel like it's always like this right like when a celebrity couple um divorce comes out in the beginning there's like all this misinformation all these like stories there's you know alleged sources that are close to the couple saying stuff and then i feel like in the following weeks the the dust settles and you figure out what actually happened like with ari ariana grande like at first it was like they are getting a divorce and he's dating someone else. And then, it, you know, obviously everything else started coming out like weeks later. So, yeah. Very, very sad, though. They did post like a joint statement on Instagram basically saying like it was a mutual decision. Please just respect their privacy. But like nothing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah literally. Blah, Makes blah, sense. Blah. They're not going to put anything like sketch out there. No. Wouldn't I would love if a celebrity just kind of like went off 
and was like I know. just if, airing like all their dirty If laundry. they didn't have kids in the equation, I'd be like, come on, give us something. I but I get the whole like wanting they to always do the whole like protect the kids. Protect, like give us our pre- which again with the kids I totally get, but it's always yeah. like this is a joint decision. Yeah, bullshit. But you know their publicists are posting that. Not bullshit. That. Yeah. It really sounds like it's very Joe Jonas heavy. Like he's the one that wants the divorce. So wow. I hope Sophie doesn't go off the rails. I hope she doesn't spiral into like rehab or something. I like, hope they can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sad. Oh, well, now Joe Jonas Usually is single. Uh, the no. favorite Jonas brother. Who is your favorite growing up? Okay, so I started off huge Nick fan. Like Duh. sixth grade. Everyone was, right? The hair. Yeah. But then when Camp Rock came out, I was like... Switched so hooked on joe because he's like the main like nick is barely in camp rock right I and remember. i feel like when jonas brothers first like came on the scene like nick the hair curly like cute whatever and i was like ugh, like joe jonas like straightens his hair he's gross <laughs> and then when camp rock came out him and demi lovato and it was like this love story and i like ended up falling in love with him and then he became my favorite how about you are you like kevin girl <laughs> come on justice for kevin justice. i know wait i really truly believe that like the two people that get the short end of the stick in life um is kevin miranda jonas. from sex in the city and kevin jonas like yep. those are the two people that like the true underdogs yeah no it was never kevin it was always nick growing up and then later in life i have switched to joe i, I guess i have a thing for joe's i don't know Oh, <laughs> truly. I don't know. No, I, I, I'm team Joe now. Yeah. No, I'm. But I'm team nobody. Yeah, that's true. Team because nobody. they're all taken. But whatever. Moving on to more breakup news. Oh. Are you a summer house girly? She is the relationship Darth Vader. What? Oh, a summer house girly? I'm not a summer house girly oh, or a winter shame. house girly or a really Bravo girly. Bravo. I wish I was. I think I've said this before. The Bravo, like empire Era, yeah intimidates the crap out of me mm-hmm. it's not that i don't want to be a part of it but i'm scared to like not have any knowledge i don't know where to start okay michael's sister samantha is like very like she knows everything like vanderpump like she's watching all of the shows she knows the details and her and i always talk about it and i've asked her i'm like can you give me like a boot camp like knowledge no, transfer actually. session and she's like i will do that because i feel like it's just so complex i'm a bandwagon girl i will say i've I've been watching Summer House and Winter House for a couple of years now, but I obviously jumped on the Vanderpump okay. bandwagon yes. um, when the whole thing went down. But I, I'm, I'm a fan now. Like I will be watching every season from here on out. Um, Roni just started a new cast, though. Y- you would like it, I feel. Really? Yeah, I've been watching this season. It comes out every Sunday, Monday. Whatever. I would watch it like with you. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then, but like, Salt it's like a Lake. New, but it's like a new, no, no, no I want to start small. So small. like the, the Roni new, is it like a new era? Like you don't need to have watched no. the yeah, previous Yeah, a complete one. different cast. Okay, then I could do that because that's But you're behind. So I, oh. yeah. We have to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> you got to catch up. Okay. But I, I think we're like four, I think we're five episodes now, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, moving on to Summer House. If you guys don't know what Summer House is, it's on the Bravo Network. It's basically a group of, I want to say friends, but it's no, it's guys and girls, co-ed. Um, oh. I was going to say friends, but I'm going to say group of people because it's a group Frenemies. of people. Yeah. It's a group of people that live in New York City during the school year. They go to the Hamptons. And then during the summer, they, yes, summer in the Hamptons. But it's not a true summer. They go every weekend. Oh, That's yeah. dedication. Like, Which is like pretty, weekend. I feel like, common for New Yorkers, right? Like, they like still have yeah, to but work not, in the city during the week. They're not going on daddy's helicopter to go. There. They're driving. Like, yeah. New York City to the Hamptons, like, on a Friday afternoon, which is what they're doing. Like, sucks. That sucks. But I will actually say, though, that I respect that because that's more realistic. It like, is. People, like, they work in the city during the week. They go to the Hamptons on the weekend. It's, like, yes. the cave, down the cave. <laughs> On the cape. On in the, the cape. In the cape. Yeah. Um, so basically, Summer House has been for on for a while. And there's these this couple, Carl and Lindsay, who have known each other for the past decade. These are kind of like the OG cast members. They've been on for several, several years. And they've been friends for several years. But up until recently, they started dating. They were dating for 
less than a year and they got engaged, mm-hmm. which was very controversial because people are saying like, you guys are moving too quickly. Like you moved in together. You're paying $13,000 in rent in the city a month. Um, it's just escalating very quickly. Um, Wait, whatever. They're paying $1,300 in rent? 13000 a month in rent. Oh, is it 1300 I was like, that's amazing. I don't know if I did, but okay. $13,000 a month in rent. Whatever. Besides the point, they get engaged after less than a year. Um, turns out they just ended their engagement mm. two months before they're supposed to get married. So they're supposed to get married in November. And Carl is the one that ended the engagement. Apparently, Lindsay is completely blindsided and he did it two days before the hotel like cancellation deadline for their guests. No. So this was like very strategic. He was like premeditated. Like he wanted to make sure that his guests like didn't kill him so they could cancel their hotels. I don't know where they're getting married, Um, but obviously it was going to be on Bravo. So Bravo is paying for the whole thing. Like that's kind of the. The vibe. deal, like yeah, if you yeah. want them to pay for your wedding, they have to air it. Um, but there's a lot of controversy yeah. on is Carl a piece of shit because he did it on camera. Allegedly, he specifically made sure that the producers were around when he told Lindsay that he no longer wanted to marry her. And I personally don't, I mean, I don't think he's a piece of shit for ending his engagement on TV. I think this is what they signed up for. Lindsay and Carl both knew this when they signed up to do this, that living your life on TV is what, what you signed up Do you up think for. he actually ended it on TV though, or do you think he like ended it and then they beat <clears throat> it on TV for the show? It's a great question. I guess that'd be very, very like traumatizing to be like, let's do it again for the <laughs> yeah. show. I, I can never tell with stuff like that because it seems so messed up that I'm like, no, there's no way any girl would agree to relive that. But then I'm also like, I don't know if what we watch is actually real. That is a very good point. I guess time will tell. They said that, I don't know who they is. They said that um, Lindsay's response was very like emotionless. And I'm like, well, if you look at her track history, she's always been very emotionless. She's very she's the type of person where like if someone's like confronting her, she backs down. She's not like well in the past I think she used to be loud. But if you see in last season, like her and Danielle would go at it and she just kinda sits there and doesn't say anything. Wow. So I mean, I don't think anyone has room to judge someone's reaction to getting broken up with. No. <coughs> so he just like wasn't into it into it anymore and just ended it. It wasn't like anything sketchy. <coughs> um, the other backstory is that Carl is a recovering alcoholic. So he's been sober now for maybe a year or so. I'm not exactly sure how long, um, but it's new to him that he's sober. And so Lindsay was actually pretty supportive with Carl's sobriety. She even went sober for a pretty long time. But as of lately, she started to drink alcohol again. And so I could see how conflicting lifestyles would make him want to. Okay. Because if you watch Summer House, you know Lindsay's behavior when she gets drunk. She is not a person you want to be around. Like she's not a fun drunk. She's not like a chill drunk. No, she gets like very abrasive when she's drunk, like likes to stir the pot, like not what Carl needs in his in his so sobriety journey. Okay. Like this is interesting. Obviously I don't know anything about these people, but I guess the jury could be out about, like you said, is someone an asshole for ending an engagement on the air? In a sense, yes. I think I think like you said, it's kind of what you sign up for when you decide to put your life on TV. With that being said, I think your other point is so valid. Like People get a lot of shit for ending an engagement. And while I think it's very sad, I also think that it is pretty bold in a good way. Like I've known people to break off an engagement, like somewhat close to the wedding. People were like, how could you not know? How could you be so stupid? How could you let it get to this point? And like, I honestly think that it's one of those things where Sometimes like someone might not know how they feel about someone until it becomes like so real. Like you're approaching the wedding. You're like, oh my goodness, it's becoming so real. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Like, what if I actually don't love them? It is better. People are like, yeah, but then you like, you know, 
paid for the wedding already. Yeah, but like if you pay for the wedding and then you end up getting a divorce afterwards. A divorce is way more expensive. That's than way a more wedding. expensive and you paid for the wedding. Like I think if you decide you're having second thoughts, like I I'm not saying like, oh, like break off engagements, that's fine. But if you're truly like, I don't see myself spending my life with this person, like don't walk down the aisle, don't like exchange vows. I, I just yeah. don't make a vow to someone that you can't keep. I don't know. That's my TED talk. Moving on to Sophia Franklin. She has her own podcast. We know that she is not one to hide her, you know, or I should say filter her thoughts. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, she had a TikToker by the name of Leo Skeppy on her podcast recently. It aired August 24th. And I actually listened to this to this myself. Um, it did make some headlines because it was just so outlandish what she was saying, but I thought it was a good conversation. Um, so basically in this episode, she was talking with Leo and she revealed that she only wants to date a wealthy guy and will ask for her date's bank statements on the first date before pursuing anything further. What the hell? <laughs> she had to be yeah. joking. No, dead serious. Wow. Like dead serious. And obviously, naturally, there is a bunch of different perspectives. I'm sure so many angry dudes. Oh, I God. Just, like, yeah. See that. Oh, yeah. So many people were commenting like, like, do you realize like how shallow you sound, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the other side, people were saying like, yes, queen, like you deserve a wealthy man. Like you deserve someone that's going to be on your level. Like a lot of a lot of different responses and I honestly okay here's the thing if you want to date a wealthy guy fine that's totally fine if you want a certain life hello if you want a certain lifestyle and the only way that you can attain it not by working hard yourself is by marrying rich more power to you love that for you but to ask for their bank statement on the first date is just tacky to me yeah, I mean, first off, she makes good money. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm going to say something probably pretty controversial. But I'm going to say it anyways. It's very interesting to me that, and I love Sophia. Like, I'm a, I've always been a fan. I love the girl. So, obviously, no hate at her. But I, I would... I think that she's definitely playing into the whole like old school call her daddy, like, you know, steal his money, whatever, like mindset, which I get. And it's kind of funny and flirtatious. If someone were to take this and like use it literally, people are like applauding you being like, yes, queen, like ask for his bank statement. Like you deserve that. You deserve that. But like, okay, you deserve that. But what you're saying is like, you deserve a guy who is comfortable knowing that you openly are only dating him for his money. So then are you also comfortable dating this guy knowing that he's only probably going to be dating you for like your body and what you look like? That's the, that's like the equivalent, right? Like how much would it hurt or how much does it hurt when you're dating someone and they're only dating you because what you look like, they have no interest in what you have to say. They have no interest in like what you bring to the table, but it, yeah, it's a superficial relationship from day one. Exactly. That, that would piss me off. And I guess if you're comfortable with that, then <clears throat> fine if it works for both parties. And I also do think that there's like a funny aspect of it where maybe she does that and they have a good laugh, like whatever. But I just feel like planting that seed. And again, like I would, I'm assuming this isn't satirical. If it is, then like, haha, that's funny. But if someone would actually do this, even if the guy doesn't respond badly, like you're planting this seed that there's actually no real connection between you. And then like, you're kind of giving him the permission to, treat you like an object too because you're treating like you're treating him like one mm -hmm. dating a guy because he makes a lot of money is tr objectifying him and treating him like an object the exact same way that it is when a guy is just after a girl's body and that's yep. all he cares about so like it's it is the same i'm sorry like i know that like we're all about female empowerment but like you're not empowering anyone to be honest no i would love one guy to step forward and be like yes she has done this because Otherwise, like, I have to say, like, maybe she is just doing this for clickbait, like, for views to try to stay relevant because, maybe. I don't know, because Alex Cooper is doing well and she's she's doing good, but she's yeah. not, like, $60 million well. So yeah. maybe there's, like, a bit of, like, saltiness that's still lingering. I definitely think she tries to, like, push the envelope of, of like, saying <clears throat> outlandish things and seeing what will stick, which again, I do appreciate. And I think that it's a tactic and I do think it works because in the end of the day, 
people are talking about it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. that's the goal. But I don't know. This Someone said this to me a very, very long time ago, and this topic isn't, like, super deep. But I think that it's, it is important to, like, think about if you want – everyone wants to date the perfect person, right? But it's, like, if you want to marry – I think my pastor actually told me this. He said, if you want to marry the perfect person, be the perfect person. Why do you deserve to marry the perfect person? Why do you deserve to date the perfect person? And people are saying to her, like, oh, you deserve it. You deserve it. Well, do you? Like, are you being kind, loving, sweet? Like, are you a hard worker? Are you compassionate? Are you loyal? Because, like, if you're not those things, then how can you expect to attract those things? You're going to attract what you put out there. Yeah. I don't know. It's like we all think, like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve that. But it's like, oh, I, you know— get blackout drunk every night and, you know, text a bunch of guys and, you know, shit talk all my friends behind their backs. Well, like, do you deserve someone really great then? Like, I don't know. I think Sophia, to your point, would probably be okay with a man just wanting her for her body. Interesting. As long as she has access to his black American Express card. Well, there you go. I guess guess if it works, it works. So I don't think... I think she needs to hear this, the, your message. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I'm sure she'll be fine. But <laughs> Will she, though? I just mean, you know what it is? It's honestly less about her and more about the following. That's what it is. Like, Sophia can do these things and, like, she's famous. Like, whatever. Like, people, she's going to date whoever she wants. But people I think there, shouldn't think it's okay to th- do that. There are some people that, like, hang on to every single word that these people say. And, like, people don't realize how influential they are up over people's lives, you know? So... You don't want the wrong, like, there might be some people that are like, oh, like, I'm just going to start living my life this way. And it's the same people that are going to wake up one morning being like, oh, guy's only dating this guy. And, like, he only wants me for my body. And I feel insecure. And I feel, like, used and unloved. And, like, that's a horrible feeling. Like, we've all been there, right? So it's like, I don't know. That's the only thing. It's like, it's funny, funny, funny. But, like, you don't want to be influencing people in that way either, I don't think. Absolutely not. All right. Moving on to Burning Man. The Burning Man. I feel like this is all anyone's been talking about. It sure has. For those of you that don't know what Burning Man is, it's a festival that's held annually in Nevada. So it's literally in the middle of the desert. It's... Mm I actually didn't know this, but they temporarily create a whole community for this in Black yeah, Rock City. Like a city. It's just a, it's like a pop up, like a freaking pop up city, like a pop up in Seaport. It's just a pop up city, a pop up for the past thirty five years. Um, it's estimated that seventy thousand people attended the festival this year, and if you want to go, and a regular ticket will cost you about five hundred and seventy five dollars, and that doesn't include anything like lodging, transportation, food. Yeah, it ends up being thousands and thousands and thousands, thousands of, of dollars. You know what's interesting is I've obviously heard about Burning Man for years, but I feel like last year there was definitely a lot of like TikToks and <clears throat> it was becoming, I'm like getting your cough. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? It was getting like popular in terms of like getting so much exposure on social media. But this year is when I truly realized what a big deal this is. Like I always just thought of it as like another music festival. Yeah, it's just the clientele that that go here. Like this is their, I was trying to compare it to something. This is their Met Super Gala. Bowl. Okay. This is their Met Gala. Like this is something that they look forward to every year. They put thousands and thousands of dollars in just their attire, what they're right. wearing. Yeah, the outfits are crazy. The outfits are insane. It's where the rich go to pretend to be poor. For a week. Yes. Because <laughs> you're camping. The interesting thing about it, though, is like, I just thought, all right, Burning Man, another one of those festivals, whatever, like fun, cute. But then I didn't realize like all of a sudden all this stuff started coming out about it where it's like all these people are super, super wealthy. It's like the rich person's Coachella. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, Coachella, I thought was like the, the biggest, best music festival. They're like, no, this is like another level. Everything is expensive. The outfits are insane. Like, it's all these like multimillionaires that go and stuff. And I was just like, didn't realize it was like this like crazy, wealthy, like out of touch festival. Because out of touch. It just, I never like, I maybe seen the outfits and stuff. <clears throat> I just thought like, oh, it's just like a quirky music festival. I didn't realize what a big deal it was until this year. Um, and obviously like when everything went to shit. I honestly didn't even know it was a festival. I didn't. I thought it was just an event where people go to camp and do drugs. Like I didn't it, realize it, it was a festival. I actually thought it was a music festival, and then people were on TikTok being like, "It is not a music festival." Even though they they play music and they like trip out and they dance and stuff, but 
you're right. It's like an alternate reality, like different, like level of community like experience. experience. Like, There's music. I mean, like, it's really just about, like you said, a bunch of people kind of listening to music, wearing ridiculous outfits, tripping out, doing drugs and just existing whatever other yeah. shit that they're doing and also like very like hunger games yes vibes. that's what i think of when i think of uh like the man. what who are the people the rich people in the hunger games oh i don't know I don't area remember. one or whatever <clears throat> it's called so the reason why burning man made headlines this year is because there was complete chaos with the weather so you have to think you're in nevada you're in the desert it doesn't rain that often um, and when it does, it doesn't rain as much as it did this past week. So they got more than 0.5 inches of rainfall at the festival site. So you have to like put that into perspective, like 0.5 inches of rainfall in the desert. It sounds like it's not going to be like astronomically whatever, but like you're in the desert, everything turns into mud. Right. And like just grossness that you don't want to be in. And it makes living conditions not like bearable so basically another fact about burning man is that since 1977 like cars have been prohibited like festival goers they're allowed to arrive by car but like that's it like you can leave and exit in a car but cars trucks etc is not allowed on the festival grounds. Maybe that's for like safety reasons. Maybe it's for the environment. I have no idea. But that's why when the festival grounds became unlivable, everyone started to panic because there was no way out. Roads were closed, like roads in and out of like the town area, like were closed. Diplo was there yeah. in Chris Rock. He was hitchhiking for six miles, six miles, him and Chris Rock, we're walking out of the festival area trying to find a ride and they finally got some fan like let them come into his truck like in the bed of his truck and they just rode out into the into the abyss into the sunset that's how bad when diplo is stranded that's when you know i know and then the rain like cuz like something about like the i don't remember like the ground it's like very alkaline or something cuz it's like a is it like a dried up pond i don't remember but i guess when everything turned to mud, people were like trudging through in their feet. And then it's like something about the alkaline levels like could literally like mess up your feet. People are posting TikToks about it. And then you have people saying, I just think it's crazy with TikTok and with all this like misinformation that happens these days, the way that things spread. It's like that when, you, when you're little and you play that game of telephone mm -hmm. and by the time it reaches the last person is like not the same thing. That is what TikTok is because like. I went to bed one night not knowing anything about Burning Man. I woke up in the morning to like all these crazy TikToks and like conspiracy theories. And all of a sudden it's like went from like, oh, they got some rain. And now that people are stranded to like, it is like a war zone. People can't get out. They're trying to quarantine them there. All of a sudden it turned into like everyone has Ebola. Literal people hunger games. People were saying that like people had Ebola and that oh. it was declared. And I saw some TikTok about that and that they were declaring it a national emergency to quarantine and contain people because they were presenting with all these like boils and sores and all these things that looked Ew. like they had some like crazy virus. And then people were like, Oh my God, it must be Ebola. So all of a sudden it became Ebola one day. And then the next day people were like, no, there's no Ebola here. It just, it was so insane the way that things were just like progressing. Like every <clears throat> hour there was a new bit of information out there and then it was like disproved. And then eventually it just ended up being like, no, it was just a bunch of like, you know, drunk rich people that, we're just kind of stuck in the mud for a little while. <laughs> I guess like they were, there was concerns about like food and water and they were told to like basically ration it because they didn't yes. know when that they would be able to leave. Um, but that's, that's interesting. I didn't hear the Ebola thing. It just goes to show you can't believe everything you see on TikTok or Reddit or the internet for that matter. Yeah, it's so true. And it does sound like at this, I mean, <clears throat> everyone like at this point it's over. They figured it out. People are now. But home someone and stuff. died. Like one or two people did yeah. die. I know. I saw some reports saying it was one person. I saw other reports saying it was two people that died. There was a point where um <clears throat> I remember I was in France and I was like watching this like all Unfold. kind of popping up. And there was a point where I think people were starting to freak out. And it's right when you said like I think when they put out this like they made it a national emergency or they declared it one. 
there was all these like things on the loudspeaker saying like shelter in place, like don't leave, ration your food, ration your water. I think that's when people started getting freaked out. Like someone passed away. They were saying that the rain was dangerous because people had like power lines and like electrical lines from like their campers and stuff like in the dirt. So when it got wet, they were like, it's a electrical hazard. Like people could literally get electrocuted just like walking around in the mud because it's all, all this electrical stuff was like right. underwater. So people start freaking out being like, are people going to die? Like what's going to happen? Can they ever get out of there? And um, I think it was just the thing that was shocking to me because obviously there's going to be chaos. Everything's on TikTok. So people are freaking out. Oh, and people's phones were dying and they like didn't have service. It was like, it was scary. <gasps> oh, that is scary. So the thing that was the most shocking to me was like, you see all these people like posting the TikToks being like, <laughs> we're, you know, we're sheltering in place. I haven't showered my like, I don't have any food left. Like we're a little freaked out. It's the desert. So at nighttime it gets super, super cold. Like it could get like below the fifties at night. And like, will people get hyperthermia if they are staying in a tent? Like some people didn't have RVs or staying in tents. A wet tent. Wet tents in 50 degree weather. Like you could literally die of like hyperthermia. So they're posting all these things on TikTok, being like, here are the real concerns we're facing. I think the thing that was the most shocking to me, and I don't know if you noticed this was, the comments on the videos, now like I get it. Social media is heartless. People go on TikTok, especially on Reddit, and they say some messed up shit. Really but bad. The amount of people that were commenting like such just like despicable things, honestly, like shocked me. And I feel like these days, like nothing really shocks me with social media. So many people are commenting being like, ha, like serves you right or they, they heard about someone dying yep um you know mother nature like reclaiming like her like whatever victory oh the earth is eating you alive because of what you did to it people are like you know it's about time like you know it's just the universe of course correcting itself yeah you got <clears throat> you got what you came to you like stupid rich people like you all deserve to die like i've never seen so many comments literally being like not only just being like oh lol you know, kind of happy that your festival was ruined because you guys are just like a bunch of rich assholes anyways. It was literally like, oh, I don't care if you die. I don't care if you starve to death. I don't care that people have passed away because you guys are rich and you're what's wrong with the world. And like, that makes me happy. Like that was like See, the, the tone that I saw. And I was like very disturbed. That's, that's the main difference. If this happened, let's say at Coachella, where there are your reg regular average people like me and you and the baddies there, like anyone can go to Coachella. It's not on the same level as Burning Man. If this happened at Coachella, there would be a lot more empathy. You think so? A lot more empathy. Yeah, because people are assholes about Coachella too, though. People are assholes. But I think the difference between Coachella and Burning Man is that this is geared towards only the rich, rich and famous. Right. And people love to, you know... Eat the rich, eat this, eat that, whatever. Because someone is wealthier than you, they don't deserve the same respect yeah. and empathy. Like, no. Like, I just, it's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. It, it is crazy. And it's so crazy to me because people will say things like, okay, well, this music festival was tone deaf. Like, we are in the middle of a, you know, recession, some people are saying. And... You know, there is inflation. Food prices are insane. Like, I can't even afford my groceries. <clears throat> These people are out here spending thousands of dollars on, at this festival. And I don't deny that. I think there are some facts to that. Like, maybe it is tone deaf that they went to this festival. Maybe it is tone deaf that people are flying private jets to get three miles in L.A. Like, yes, it is tone deaf. And I totally understand that it's annoying. But I do think that it's like you're sitting there behind your phone literally wishing death upon people you need to like take a mirror and look inward and figure out what the hell is wrong with you that you feel comfortable doing that and I don't care how famous the person is I don't care how shitty of a person they are but it just like made me realize like what the what happened to us like as a society that we are like genuinely wishing such like bad things upon other people and then you're gonna sit there and feel like do you think you're a good person now because you did that? Like you're you're bringing yourself down to their level, if not lower than their level. Um, and then it's funny because they're going to like make, of course, the response is like, well, I can say that because, you know, they're being bad to the environment and they're not being conscious. And, you know, they're destroying the earth. So that's why I'm saying it. like, no, that's not why you're saying it. Yeah. If you have that much hatred in your heart, then you need to either like seek therapy <laughs> 
go to church, seek help, do something, whatever it is to heal you. Like you need to figure it out because all it's giving to me is like, I'm miserable with my life. So you can't be happy with yours. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I think it's such a, I, there are definitely people out there that like, you know, or environmentalists and care for the planet. And I think that's good, right? I'm not taking away from that. But I do think that people sometimes use that as a cop-out to be like, you're being, you know, environmentally like un- like stupid. So like now I can like wish that you die. Like, no, no, no. You're not wishing that they die because they're doing things that are bad for the environment. Because there's a lot of shit that's happening on a day-to-day basis that's bad for the environment, let's be honest. There's also you, rich people that are crunchy and don't fly private. There and- are middle-class people that are doing shit that's bad for the environment. Yeah. Like, ultimately, the reason you're wishing such horrible things upon them is because you're jealous. Like, you're pissed because... You don't like what's going on in your life. You see these people and they're spending all this money and they're having all this fun. It seems like things come easily to them and you're sitting there and you're pissed, you're jealous, you're resentful. And you're like, ugh, they they have all these things that I have. And honestly, I just, I want them to die. Like that is, that's what the issue is. Like, and I'm not judging anyone. Like I've been there. Maybe I haven't like wished that someone died, but (laughs) (laughs) there have been times in my life where when I look back, the times when I wanted to see people fail, like people that I didn't like. And I'm like, oh, like I just hope that they fail. It was usually during the periods of my life when I felt the worst about myself, when I felt the most insecure, when I was the least happy with like what I looked like, what I felt like, what my relationships were like, like all those things. It was always that reflection. Like when you're genuinely like happy and joyful and you're feeling good and like appreciative, you're not sitting there. Like you're not really worried about what other people are doing. Never mind, are you like, hoping for people's downfall. Yeah. Misery loves company. It's so true. It's It's like, it's like the one friend that is happy when things go bad for you. Yes. They, they are just negative and toxic and they have too much hatred in their heart. And, and it doesn't matter what they do. Like there could be people at Burning Man that are good people and they donate money to charities that probably would, make these angry angry elves happy but they wouldn't know and they're just judgmental from the get-go yes and there's nothing that we can do to change their minds it sucks i also think like misery loves company Mm -hmm. so i part of me thinks that there's probably not that many people out there in the world or at least i hope not that are genuinely like so I would say like messed, like mean, Mm -hmm. but I do think that when you see one person say it and then the second person say it now, all of a sudden, like you feel like, Oh, I feel validated in saying these like messed up things. Cause like all these other people on the internet are saying them too. So it's like the herd mentality. Like all it takes is one person to say something like this. And then like everyone, it's like an echo chamber. That's why the internet is so toxic. It really is. I mean, it's powerful for the better and the worse, but for the worse, it's really freaking bad. It is. It's it's bad. And I think we just need to like draw a line because we've become so okay with being like, speak your mind, like speak your peace. Like, no, th- there is never a situation. Sometimes you should bite your tongue. Yeah. Sometimes you need to shut up. Yeah. Like there is up. never a situation <laughs> in which it's okay to wish that people fail. I don't care how much you dislike them. I don't like it's that's not okay. And I think we need to get back a little bit to a point where we're like, no, there are some things that like you shouldn't think and you shouldn't feel and you need to go figure your shit out in therapy or like look inward or just stop talking because that's not cool. So I think, I don't know, it was honestly a little disturbing and that's not the first time I've seen shit like that. I think I've seen a lot of stuff lately where it's just like a people are just developing like a complete apathy and I don't know if it's partially because we spend so much time on social media behind our phones. We're not spending enough time like engaging with people in person. So we're taking like the human like relationship aspect out of our lives so much that we just don't care about people anymore. Like, I don't know what happened, but it's really sketchy. Um, I also think that when it comes to comparison too, cause like aside from the like hatred aspect, like when you're sitting there and like you're wishing you had someone else's life or like you're wishing like you're like, oh, like the grass is greener on the other side. Someone once told me they're like, if you feel like the grass is greener on the other side or you're spending so much time like comparing yourself to other people, like water your own grass. Like if you water your own grass, if you work on your own grass getting green, like you're not going to care so much about what's happening around you anymore. Yep. The grass is green where you water it. So true. 
And with that, baddies, we'll leave you with what your mother probably always told you growing up. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't Don't say say anything anything at all. Which we definitely say not nice things on this podcast, but we're also hypocrites. Yeah, we never claim to be perfect. <laughs> Last week's episode, if you guys haven't seen it, nobody's perfect. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. We hope you are enjoying the last few bits of summer. Fall is coming. Get ready for some for some socialization. For some spooky. We have some baddies in our Facebook group that are looking to go to football tailgates Sunday fun day at Stats. Join our private Facebook group. Yes. It's linked in our IG bio. It's at drinks after work underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinks after work no underscore. And we will see you baddies next week. Yes. First you become a part of it then it becomes a part of you. Thank Goodbye. you. <laughs>